How aware are you of the impact your traumas have on your behavior? Welcome back to the Anxious Therapist Podcast, a safe space where we believe vulnerability is the key to happiness. I feel like I'm going to get so much hate for this, but I'm kind of a reality TV junkie. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of a problem. Um, I love me some Netflix reality TV shows. So like The Circle, uh, Love is Blind, and most recently Married at First Sight. Now, bear with me because you don't have, a be, have to be a reality TV junkie to appreciate what I acknowledged and witnessed in an episode recently, and I will try to keep it succinct and brief, okay? But something really powerful happened in an episode that I think a lot of us can relate to, and whether you're like this person or you're on the receiving end of this, you could gain value from my perspective on all of this. So it's always interesting watching reality TV as a trauma therapist because I'm like, oh girl, you have so much you need to work through. (laughs) Like this would not be happening if you were putting in the healing work and got to know why your brain works the way that it does, right? So it's just kind of a hoot. But Let me give you a brief rundown of this show, Married at First Sight, in case you've never seen it. The premise is there are a few experts who meet with singles from a certain city all across the United States. They all, the show travels all over, right? Um, This particular season is in Houston, Texas. And so they go and they meet with all of these young applicants who've applied and um, they do all of these compatibility, you know, tests, I suppose, to match a person to their ideal spouse. And if you're matched, then on wedding day, you literally go to the altar and you meet your spouse for the first time and you guys get married and you participate in this two-month-long experiment. I think it's two months. Might be three. I think it's two months though. And throughout the course of the experiment, you go on a honeymoon and you still hang out with your family and friends and you do your normal things like going to work, but you now live in a neutral apartment with your new spouse and you try to figure out in those two months if you can stay married or if you want to get a divorce. That's the premise of the show in a nutshell. And so you can imagine it's high drama, high conflict. You're bringing two strangers into a relationship. You are filming their every move, right? It's a lot. It would be a lot for anyone. And so I always watch it and kind of try to pinpoint like, where trauma is bleeding all over a relationship and how these people like need to work on themselves 
<laughs> as individuals. Uh, so I'm watching this most recent season. It's on Netflix if you want to check it out. And one of the couples, they have so much fun together. They're like adorable. Uh, but the gal in the relationship is extremely reactive. Now, I don't say this lightly, but anybody watching her behaviors would be like, she's a wackadoodle. Like, what is wrong with her? She flies off the hinges seemingly at nothing and goes from zero to 100 so fast that her partner has to have whiplash. I mean, he has to be absolutely exhausted by her behaviors, right? So you're watching this and you just feel for him. But from my perspective and what I know about the way trauma impacts our brain and our behaviors, I look at it a little differently and I feel for her because she is aware that due to losing her father, she has some abandonment issues. You know, her dad passed away and it was very tragic for her and she's now very fearful of people leaving her. Um, it doesn't seem like she has a ton of experience when it comes to relationships anyway, but she becomes very toxic and unhealthy and um, escalated in situations with her spouse. And I'm watching it, and I'm watching this one particular interaction that they're having. And... Um, you know, the gist of it was they were having some some conflict and the husband wanted to kind of remove himself from the situation. And so she started saying, okay, go, bye, like interrupting him to say, leave, you know? And he's like, well, I'm trying to talk to you about this. And she's like, no, bye. And most people watching that would be like, geez, what a brat, you know, she is just being mean at this point and how immature, but I'm watching it and going, oh no, her trauma is bleeding all over them both right now. She's so afraid of him leaving her that she is inadvertently pushing him away. So her brain is firing off all of these red flags because she has this trauma uh, this abandonment trauma. And, and so her brain's firing off and it's saying, we're in danger, we're in danger. And so her reaction is to, to fight and, you know, say these hurtful things and push him away. That's a, that automatic defense mechanism that comes up because her brain's trying to protect her. And then you see, you know, a few minutes later in their interaction, that he has packed up now and he's trying to leave and she's grabbing his suitcase from him and she's begging him to stay. And you're watching it and the normal average person would be like, okay, she's hot and then she's cold and then she's, you love me, you hate me, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't understand what's happening. Like she's a nut job, right? And I'm watching it going, oh no, she's realizing what happened. She's trying to prepare it now. She's trying to say, please don't leave. This is my biggest fear. Like I can see her having like a panic attack. And you're watching this escalate to the point of her 
literally him leaving and her throwing things around a room, breaking things, um, just hysterical, ultimately. And so you see a situation like that and you think, you know, this is just crazy reality TV. But the truth is so many of us experience things like this behind closed doors in our relationships too. But no one talks about that. No one talks about what it looks like when your trauma bleeds all over the people that you care about, right? This is why it is so important that you put in the healing work to understand your triggers and your trauma and the way that it impacts you. Because when you don't, it is going to bleed all over the people that you care about. You will inadvertently be pushing people away And participating in this self-fulfilling prophecy. And what that means is you are so afraid of something happening that you actually cultivate an environment for that exact thing to happen. So for this girl, she's so afraid of abandonment, but her behaviors create an environment where her partner is going to abandon her because he cannot tolerate these wild jumps in her mood and her behaviors as a spouse. Like he's not willing to tolerate that because he's like, what is happening right now? You go from zero to 100 so fast. First you tell me to leave, then you're begging me to stay. I don't know how to keep up with that. That's exhausting. And if she had, prior to going on the show, done some more of that healing work and been able to recognize her triggers and learn to communicate more effectively and get to know her brain, some of these things could have been avoided. And I want to encourage you to look at your life and the way that you get triggered in your relationships and how your past and the things that you've experienced are bleeding on the people that you care about now. Because those trauma wounds get opened up and all of a sudden it's a bloodbath. Nobody is safe from your fears. And we all deserve better than that. We deserve healthy, regulated, communicative relationships with the people that we care about. So you need to be able to look at what have I been through and how does that show up in my life? And this is something I'm doing. I will link it in the show notes today um, with a group of people from August 1st to August 14th of 2023. And we're going to do a live session of this Uh, a 14-day intensive program that you can join at any time. You'll have lifetime access to it. If you get in in time to join us for this current round, that's awesome. If not, do it at your own pace. It's a form of self-therapy where I'm guiding you through better understanding your brain, better understanding why you are the way that you are, and how do you actually learn to use your brain to your advantage rather than having it be your worst freaking enemy. I used to be 
manipulative because in my childhood, I taught myself that that was the only way I could get my needs met, right? So I'd use my emotions. I'd play on other people's emotions, right? That guilt factor to try and get my needs met. Like I was screaming for help, but that was not conducive to a healthy relationship in adulthood. And so I would say it probably took me six or seven years of being with my husband, my now husband, before I realized that I was so often trying to manipulate him and play on his emotions in order to get my needs met rather than just articulating what my needs were and giving him the opportunity to show up for me. These things are happening and it's not your fault. It's a result of shit that you've been through. But it is your responsibility. Okay, so that's where the distinction is so important is that what you went through and and why you are the way that you are is likely not your fault. You didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for these unhealthy, maladaptive coping skills. But here we are. These are some things that you're struggling with now. And so it's vital that you address those things. You take ownership of them and say, You know, I never wanted to be a perfectionistic, people-pleasing control freak. That was not what I wanted for my life. But I ended up that way by the time I was an adult. And I had to say, okay, those things served me through my childhood. People-pleasing helped me keep chaotic home environments in check by making sure I wasn't rocking the boat and everyone else was regulated Right, Being that perfectionist allowed me to be a three-sport athlete and focus on my grades and not give my parents a hard time so that there weren't more avenues of conflict at home. Right, And that control freak aspect gave me a sense of security when other things felt chaotic. Right, If I focused on what I could control and, you know, that sense of control helped me feel like I had some power over my life. But in adulthood, I quickly learned those things weren't serving me anymore. And so I had to recognize how those things were actually damaging my relationships and hindering me socially and professionally and how to overcome those things by learning to set boundaries and articulate my feelings and have meaningful, strong relationships. That's what I want for you. I want you to be willing and have the courage to look at how does your trauma show up in your life? And even though it's not your fault, how can you take responsibility for it and say, these are things that I am willing and ready to change? So if you could use a little guidance on that, my program's $44. You will get immediate and lifetime access to the workbook and all the material that comes with it. And if you want to join us for the live round, you absolutely can from August 1st to August 14th. This is 2023. I don't have no idea when you're going to be listening to this episode. I hope it's soon so that you can join us. But you'll get all the information right to your email and how to join our community and all of that good stuff. But I hope you'll consider this opportunity because if you love the material that I provide here in the, in the podcast for free, you're going to love working with me.
Thank you so much for hanging out today. I hope this hit home. I hope this gives you some things to think about. And I can't wait to see you in the next episode.